movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, McClunky. McClunky. What is up, everybody, to the number one Star Wars podcast on the internet? This is Lightsaber or Not, the number one. God, that name sucks. Hot dog, not hot dog. It's hot dog, not hot dog, the number one Star Wars lightsaber podcast on the internet. I am your host, Admiral Crackbar. And we got... Shit. (laughs) I know. And we got a host co-hosting as always. We got Han Yolo. Han Yolo, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, I hope you guys are ready for a podcast that's coming out before we seen the friggin' movie, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, this move this podcast is immediately old and friggin' busted and nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, you're right cuz we're talking about the movie a few days before the movie comes out. We we've seen it, we reviewed it, and guess what our review is? Loved it. It's two thumbs up. Two lightsabers up. Two lightsabers so far up. On also, you know, anyway, that's, we didn't see the movie. Adam, we didn't see the movie. We haven't seen it yet. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie. No. Now, Trey, I do have a confession to make. What's up? Me. Known. Known. I'm going to say I'm known. People around the world, they see me on the street. They come up to me. Well, hold on. This. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They, they this say this. Cats. This is cats. Well, well, no. Well, cats for sure. But what I'm specifically speaking to is that um, I am known for thinking that there are only two good Star Wars movies. Yes, I've heard this theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have been uh, not interested in anything that Disney has done. This is a strange podcast where it's uh, two guys who one of them thinks there's only two good Star Wars movies. I think they're all good. I think they're all A++++. Well. But you only think two of them are A+. That ain't me, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got tickets for... Six o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got the early so, Thursday show. I am exactly who Disney wants me to freaking be. You are. You Listen, are. Listen, I don't want to be a hater. Star Wars was at one point very precious to me. Sure. Very so precious. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, precious. No, but I, I, I've been able to go back relook at the things that I used to like and say, you know what? It's not good. I have mm-hmm. had zero interest in the Mandalorian and I've been able to avoid that, but for whatever reason, 
for the Rise of Skywalker, I'm going to be there the first possible minute that I can. <laughs> I mean, you get look if uh, if our good buddy Zach with the Q didn't have four free tickets and offered you know a spot on Sunday, I would probably go see it Friday. You know, whenever it's just you want to be a part of the the conversation, Adam. You want to be part of the zeitgeist you want to see it and you want to know what's going on and how they're going to end it and yeah I, I don't blame you you know you get caught up on everything i i don't blame you one bit for wanting to go early yeah so today we both rewatched the last jedi we did uh so we're going to talk a little bit about the last jedi and our thoughts going into star wars hopefully so that uh you can you can be ready. So if you're not one of those people who sees it right away, maybe you get this podcast and you this is your way to be like, okay, this okay. is where Let's this is where hyped. things are at. Um, we will have uh, Jeremy Moran from the Ticket on uh, next week to talk uh, the Last Jedi, not the Last Jedi, uh, R- Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I think it'll be fun. What I like about Jer, I like a lot of things about Jer. But he, he's very knowledgeable about Star Wars, like the whole universe. Like he's, you know, when, when pe- people like to call themselves Star Wars nerds, Austin, or not, you're not Austin, you're Adam. Uh, pe- people like to call themselves Star Wars nerds because mm-hmm. they've seen all the movies, maybe twice. Uh, right, yeah. But like there are, you know, people who are steeped into it. And Jeremy yeah. is one of those people. Like, he mm-hmm. has read comics, he's read the comics, he's bought in the trading cards, he's uh, he's seen the other, the the, an- the animated shows, like, he is Star Wars, so, like, I think he he'll be a- He reads Wikipedia. Yes, he reads Wikipedia. He's front to back. Right. He's, you know, he's he's true blue Star Wars guy, and so I think mm-hmm. it will be an interesting perspective to get Jer on, and he's just a, a lovely human being in general, so- I'm excited to have Jer on. I think it'll be fun, even if we ha- even if we hate the movie and he likes it. I think it'll be fun because we're not gonna be mean to Jer. You know, like I I respect his. That's the thing with a lot of this, and kind of getting into the Last Jedi. I I think what I what I just am annoyed by is or don't like is just the mass. I guess, um, hive mind behind Star Wars. And it, it's either side. It's either, you know, the, the good red people letter on me- both sides. Yes, good people on both sides. The red letter media meme of uh, don't ask questions, just give me content and I, I'll be excited for more content. I, I don't like that hive mind. And I also don't like the hive mind of this is bad. This is horrible. This is terrible. You shouldn't like this. No, I mean, right. Like I don't like the movie, but right. I I see people I see people going crazy about the last Jedi uh, and I I don't understand people should be like, "Oh, neckbeards ruined this." All all you neckbeards who, you know, want your Star Wars to be the same way it always was. Right. Or like, ruining. "Oh, people and, just want to find a way to hate it." And like that argument that I've heard recently, the whole right. people just want to find any reason They're to hate because it's successful. And, yeah. Yeah. It's like, "No, there's legitimate reasons." But at the same time, if you enjoy it, whatever. <laughs> I mean, 
Look, if you enjoy it, and I, I will say, I've been listening to uh, Ty and Jared's podcast on Star Wars, and Ty mm-hmm. is very much in that camp of, I will like it if it's Star Wars. And I disagree with that in, in general. Like, I think you need to be more, you need to be a more smarter viewer and consumer and realize certain things are not good. But it's probably a better way to go through life of just liking the thing you like and kind of, I don't know, like, there's something to be said for that. And Ty's a 40-year-old man. Who fucking cares? He's got a wife and kids. He's got other shit to worry about. And if that gives him happiness, fuck it. Who cares, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that Ty is also not watching as many movies as we are or is even interested in movies as much as we are. This is something that I think a general audience can be like, I'm going to see maybe three movies this year Mm -hmm. and I know kind of what I'm getting with this one thing. Right. And I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's everybody, like anybody who likes Star Wars doesn't like movies, but... I I know what you're saying. I mean, that's somewhere with with any kind of content. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. Even video games, you know, like people will buy two video games a year. They like Madden Call of Duty or they like Fortnite or they like League of Legends or they like Dota and that I have a buddy who who I don't know if he does anymore but he used to all the time play League of Legends. That was his thing. He would love League of Legends. He didn't play any other games. That that was his game. That's how people are, you know. You'll play Overwatch and that's the only thing you play. People have maybe, you know, one or two things and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I don't want to be like listen, I only like if if I want to watch a space movie, I'm going to watch Ad Astra because it's <laughs> like super weird and moody, and it's about dad issues. Daddy issues. Which Star <laughs> Wars like, is about like, daddy issues. I, I well, it is for sure. I like I, but I enjoy Ad Astra or be like yeah, High Life because it's you know freaking art in the scene <laughs> where the lady makes herself feel good for so long spoilers <laughs> is uh spoilers is is just like high art like it's i don't want to be that guy like there's right there's a, there's a mix in between yeah I so and anyway, also yeah 10 minutes of just talking about star wars fandom um also i i just think also you know what i really i think I, that annoys me it's not necessarily like the it's not necessarily fans it's the uh Internet media, internet YouTuber guy, internet um, hot take, hot take. I mean, it's the same thing yes. with sports today. Yes, where it's like you can't say, uh, "Hey, LeBron's probably past his prime," right? But uh, it's just like, "Oh no, he's." It's either he's the washed king, which nobody says, right? Like, oh no, LeBron has to be the greatest player of all times, or he's absolute trash, and he actually has lost a lot yeah, of finals yeah, yeah. and. Uh, you know, it's it's just you can't have nuance, moderate. Yeah, yeah I exactly. always hated that comparison with with Michael Jordan, and it's just like who's better? Well, it's like who cares? They're both amazing players, and just enjoy him while he's still playing. You know, maybe that's a, a lame take, but yeah. I've always I've always been annoyed by. Jordan it. Is he the next tiger? Got locked up by Jason Terry in the finals. <laughs> See the next tiger? Is he the next tiger? Well, no, <laughs> right, yeah. probably not. No, you know, I don't know. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a good conversation. Well, we watched The Last Jedi, which is a hot take movie online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not watched it since it came out in theaters. And ha- yeah. have you watched it since it came out in theaters? I watched it a couple times in theaters, and then 
and then this is my first time at, at the home box office. Oh, the home box office. Okay, the HBO. I watched it on Netflix. Okay, yeah. I watched it on Netflix as well. So, what was your impression each time seeing the film, and what was your impression this time around? Uh, so, the first time, I was mad at it almost from the very beginning because, mm-hmm. one, the movie Had starts off with... What? Had a woman in it. Well, <laughs> yeah, the fir- the first time I see one, I was just like... Oh, so mad! Like that's what how I feel. Some people think about the Last Jedi, like the, oh, this is yeah, this that's is, what you're talking about. Yeah, no, uh, no. It starts off with the literally the very first dialogue is, uh, well, I guess it's it's close. Uh, is Poe doing one of those classic Marvel humor bits mm-hmm. with Admiral Hux, who is the worst villain, in, maybe? ever because he is just constantly he is one note shat on and i like, like that actor is, brendan gleason is is good it's not know? brendan gleason. not brendan gleason tom well tom well gleason brendan gleason's his dad right uh but it's it's just like so bad he gets constantly just like undermined and like made so it is not He's never scary or intimidating. And then this one, he's like, uh, it, it, well, it's a your mom joke first. And he's like pretending to be on hold. And just so just right away, I am like, I don't like this. <laughs> um, And then and then the Leia supermaning thing. And I think from that. <sighs> Those two things, I was kind of like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to like this. And then I continued to not like it. So that was the first time. The second time, the Poe and uh, Finn and Rose storylines were, I was like, okay, I'm going to avoid, I'm not going to focus on <laughs> the like wild things. Uh, I'm gonna do that, and then that I was just like, these are worthless. These are pointless. These are wasting my time. And you know what? This time I kind of felt the exact same way. <laughs> so I I think I finally realized the significance of the Poe and Rose story. Um, I'm not saying at all that it was good, but I think I finally this time around realized why they even did that. It was so, um, it, it just so convoluted. Cause like, so, so I guess the only way that they knew that the ships were escaping, right. Was because right. Benicio del Toro overheard Poe talking about the plan and, and he sold that information to the first order, right? He overheard yeah. Finn and Finn and yes, Rose. Finn and Rose talking. Yes, about the plan. yeah. So right, yep. That's that's okay. how they went, and that's how they ruined Hux's plan. I guess right. Um, yeah. So the the thing about Poe's storyline, and I agree this this time I this time I I wasn't I didn't think 
as badly of it uh, for for the Poe stuff. But there's one super serious problem is that Poe literally saves everyone yeah. with that thing that he gets punished with. Right. Because if you listen to the if you listen to the movie, they are about to fire the cannon at them and destroy them all. Mm-hmm. And so then that's what he gets punished for. And the lesson is supposed to be, hey, don't be dangerous. Don't do all this stuff. You you were reckless and cost us this thing. Ships. Um, bombers. The, the bombers. They but they, ships. They, they all would have been killed right. if he wouldn't have done it. Right. So... I think I think that's the biggest issue with it. I I do think that... I, I I think also they could have done it better. I I forgot what it was, but I was listening to something where they're like, "Well, Poe is your hero. You've known Poe for two movies, the one and a half movies. You don't know this lady, and it, it just it. And I guess you're trying to, you know, have conflict, and you're trying to teach Poe a lesson." Right, but having this this lady be, you know, um, not forthcoming and withholding information to your hero, it's it's gonna it just that's gonna build distrust on that character, and then you do this flip of oh no 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 she was right. Well, maybe they could have just she could be like, hey, I can't talk about it, but just trust me. Then maybe Poe doesn't trust him. They could have done it a lot better. I mean, there are better ways to do that. I, I think that I think they do do that. It's yeah. just, and I think it works on paper. That's one of the things is I I like a lot of what this movie does on paper mm-hmm. more so than how it plays out because watching Poe be have to sit there and do nothing is not interesting to me. You know what I mean? Where it's it's like you're showing us someone doing nothing. <laughs> right. Like being forced to do nothing, which is not it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um So you didn't like so did you like it more or less the second time? I liked it less the second time. I will say I liked it more this third time. But the parts that annoy me still really annoy me. So I actually I liked th- it I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I would just say I, I think that the Kylo Ray story is really good in this. Yeah, I, I think it's good until Snoke says that he had kind of orchestrated it all, and then it kind of That's, I didn't I didn't realize yeah. that 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 was the case, and that sort of deflated it for me. Right, you know. Weird. Yes, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, I I think. Everything I think the Ray and Kylo stuff was the best stuff until Snoke, and 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 I honestly wasn't even that annoyed that Snoke got killed. But it's sort of like, well, I'm fine with that now. But then then that whole thing kind of then kind of took that place. Mm-hmm. So I actually liked it more this second time watching it. Uh, I don't think it deserves the vitriol it's gotten. Mm-hmm. It's very different. And sort of the message is, is interesting. It's actually pretty good. 
you know, like we're talking about Star Wars and, and people holding on to things. And it's all about right. not holding on. And you know what? Let's do something new and, and forget the past. And yeah, and, and it is interesting because I think uh, Ryan Johnson, we've definitely seen, likes to subvert expectations in genre films. I mean, Knives Out, uh, Brick, Looper, you know, all these movies are genre films that are a little bit different. And they do things differently and they poke at at cliches and tropes in the genre and mm-hmm. and so it's it's like he did the exact same thing here he took a thing and he subverted yeah. expectations um and some of it worked and some of it didn't and i think that's sort of where i fall in it yeah you know it's it's not the worst star wars movie uh by a long no, shot it's not but no there are things that and i'm very interested to to hear or to to see what this next movie is going to be because i i can man i can you know how like people are prequel they're prequel apologists now i could see there being a huge swath of last jedi apologists after this well that's what all the last jedi fans say yeah that you know oh people will eventually realize that it's it's the empire of, of it's generation. not the empire because I think that's my, that's still my big glaring issue is that the whole movie is an episode of Ballastar Galactica literally is an episode of Ballastar Galactica. Uh, the, the remake they did in the, uh, the aughts where I think the third episode is them just running away from the Cylons and doing the exact same thing where they're warping and then they're warping behind him. They're just doing that constantly trying to get mm-hmm. away like that's the whole episode and that's the whole movie i i felt like you know they wrote themselves into a dead end uh, as as far as what to do uh, mm-hmm. you know I don't, I don't i don't know so i guess they had to bring the emperor in because they had to do something you know it's uh, well that's i mean kind of the the bigger issue is that they gave ryan johnson a movie and they didn't tell him where anything was going to go. Right. And then they said, all right, so you're going to make this one based on this last one. Yeah. And we are not going to kind of guide anything. And so he, I think, went... Subverting expectations is good. It's fine. It Uh, sounds good when you're doing uh, it. He seemed almost very committed to it. Yeah. And decided to undercut Everything, right. which I, I'm not, I'm not uh, the Force Awakens things where it's like uh, I wanted Snoke to live and I wanted Ray's parents to be right. somebody to live. I, think those, I, are, to be I think those are all really good choices, but it's just like if if you make everything mean nothing, then exactly it makes it hard to do a trilogy. Right, I, I agree with you there. Yes, I, I agree too. And there wasn't a strong enough threat where that could. Because I I, under, I I think I like the whole idea of hey no it's not about your lineage it's about it's about you I am fine with that but it didn't have enough of a threat it didn't have enough of a big thing for that to it, it seemed like the first movie was was saying this is important this is the big important thing and then yeah this one was like it's not important it just which, which is fine I'm I'm okay with that yeah but it's just like. Give, give me something. Yeah, get something, you know. Then then make make something, replace it, or at least be a little bit interesting. I like, guess. I think if if, uh, if Kylo and Rey had teamed up, I think that would have been interesting. 
you know? And yeah, not I mean, necessarily not necessarily like as evil, but as something else. Like, hey, okay, let's team up together. Uh, I'm not gonna be evil. You you can I'm gonna try to make you not evil, but we are connected and we need each other, and I think this is our destiny. Something like that, you know. Where it's like and, and, and then they're kind of at odds for, for maybe uh for the rest of the movie. Or something where it's unique. It's like I think that would have been perfect because that's the expectation is, you know, it kind of does mirror Emperor in a few ways, especially at the end where it's join me and we'll rule the galaxy together. Well, what if she does join him? What does she do? And not in like, I'm turning evil, but as a, okay, let's see how this goes. Right. I, I think you can, what if whatever, and you can kind of write your own things yeah. um, to death with every sure. decision made in, in these kind of movies always. Um, I, I think my biggest issues is just kind of the execution yeah. of this, of this movie. The Snoke, like when they kill Snoke, he's like, it's, it's so ham fisted that he's going to kill Snoke <laughs> where he, he's like, you will you, kill your enemy. You should turn on the lightsaber, <laughs> and you and you will kill your real enemy, yeah. who is the one who is your your true person who is standing against you. And then it like shows him turn the lightsaber, <laughs> and yeah. do, like it, it it where it's just like if you're gonna have the the moment, make it a surprise. Yeah, like don't. And then the Luke stuff. I'm not I'm not super against I liked it. I, I like the uh, idea that I, I like I like the idea of like uh Luke Skywalker who's done with the force. Yeah. Like him throwing the lightsaber, totally cool. Yeah. Totally fine with it. I think I think that's a good expect subverting expectation yes. moment. It's when they made the big moment at a handing over their lightsaber and he was just like, No, fuck this. That that's cool to me. I I like that. What I don't like is uh, Luke m- maybe trying to kill Kylo for thought crimes, mm-hmm. and then uh, thought crimes running <laughs> running into the place with the Jedi books with a uh, with a flame, and then kind of freaking out when Yoda. Sets it on fire himself. A sacred text. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, you were just, you were just about to run in there. Yeah. With, like uh, he's making the same thing that he did when he decided to just right. go into a sleeping boy's tent with his lightsaber out. Well, that you made that sound dirtier than it needed to be, Adam. Mm, uh, hey, hot dog, not hot dog. Ooh. No, I, yeah, I, I'm, I can get with you there. Um. Yeah, but I did enjoy the Luke stuff. I think that's I think that's the one complaint where I I'm like you're dumb if you think that the Luke stuff was bad. Not you're dumb, but I I I think I disagree with that. That's the one thing I disagree with totally is people who are like, oh, Luke would never be a old hermit. It's like yeah, he would right. probably. It's would. different. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, the hey, but Trey, how about this? Yes. when he does his little pole vault onto the side of the wall and then stabs the fish. He is not using. He's given up on the force. Then 
and that it cuts straight from him standing on a tiny little ledge to stabbing the fish, and then he's just walking with the fish. Well, how does he get back? Look, man, you know you could be done. How does he with get plot hole? Plot hole. Look, man, <laughs> it's a just huge because, plot hole. Just because you're done with cocaine doesn't mean you know you do a little, a little bump here and there. I mean, you know, just... <laughs> is that what that means? Yeah, Trey, are you not done with cocaine? <laughs> oh, Adam, <laughs> I'm not done. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I call them nose beers. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Had a few nose beers today. <laughs> a few? Yeah, a few. Just a few. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, so this kind of goes into Rise of Skywalker. Reactions have been, uh, I would you say, mixed? Trey, I, I want to play a game with you. Okay. I googled Star Wars. Oh no! Now I'm going to. Did you turn safe the... search off? <laughs> Always. Yeah. Uh, and so once I scrolled past all the salacious crumb feet videos. Oh yes. I, I got to. I got to the the news. So here are the headlines for Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is a disappointing way to end a saga. Review, Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie ever. Okay. Star Wars and Avengers in different ways of saying goodbye. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, Star Wars brings hope to year-end box office, which is not about the movie. Uh, Critics blast The Rise of Skywalker as disappointing finale to a Star Wars saga. These are my favorite kind of articles that do not take a side. They just say that critics right they they obviously kind of want to shit on something yeah so they just like right say, hey here's our article this critics is, say this this is what i call the um uh watch mojo uh consensus is it's well yeah they look at all the articles and that's consensus it sucks no it's terrible water right. temple water temple's the worst i mean come on the water <laughs> temple man yeah it's the water temple it's the worst yeah that's it's the water temple thing it's uh, it's it's everyone or or like the lost finale. Oh, it's the worst finale ever because everyone said it was. So it must be. Uh the most incoherent Star Wars movie ever made. Whoa. <laughs> uh The Rise of Skywalker review, the new Star Wars movie undoes what made The Last Jedi great. And then this this one from the AV Club is kind of what I was most afraid of in reading all of JJ Abrams' quotes. Uh-huh. Because I I think I'm with I'm with you on that even though maybe we didn't like the last Jedi as much as other people, like you have to, like that's more of kind of the direction. Yeah, you that kinda we, have we to... like the movie, like where it's a little a little risky. It's not just well what this headline says: the rise of Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker rebalances Star Wars into a force of safe, familiar fan service. Yeah, yeah, that's... which is the worst thing that they could do. So. You know, and we talked about Red, Red Letter Media, I think, before the podcast, and I think they can get a little too mean at times. Uh, and you've mentioned, though, that that's how they kind of made their career is, yeah. is through Star Wars. Yeah, their following was from the 90-minute yeah. prequel reviews. Which is really good. Like, it's that sounds ridiculous, but it's actually really good. Um, And, you know, I, I think they can get... I think they're very insightful, but they can get a little mean. They can get a little hypocritical. Look... Look, and I just mentioned earlier. I said lost. I'm I'm probably the biggest lost defender. I'm totally a hypocrite. You know, like I defend that now. Maybe not 
as much as some people defend Star Wars, but I definitely do defend that. And yeah, and I understand that notion that you want to hold on to something and you can find the faults, but in in the end, the the memories you had watching it and what it did for you, however way, triumphs over those faults. I understand that. But one thing that Real Letter Media has said many times, and I do agree with them, is that these Star Wars films and these Disney films are turning into theme parks. And uh, this yeah. is a review that kind of kind of uh, underlines that. Uh, it's by Tim Geddes, who uh, does a podcast called The Kind of Funny po- Podcast. They do. I used to be a huge listener of these guys. I, I still listen to them, mainly their game stuff. Uh, Tim Geddes is a real nice guy. I met him in person, real genuine human being. But this kind of solidified the idea. Star Wars 9 has a baffling plot that moves too fast for any moment to reach its full potential, but God, did I love it. The sequel the sequel trio's chemistry is off the charts. New characters are rad, and legacy characters get treated with respect, and the score is hype as all hell. He's a little bit of a... I don't know, you know. <laughs> Hype is all. Hell. He is a very Whoa. nice guy. Whoa, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Freaking. He's all about the hype. All about it. Yeah. It functions now. Here's the big part. It functions less. It functions less as a movie, even less as a finale to a trilogy, even less as a finale to a trilogy of trilogies, and more as a highlight reel of dope Star Wars moments and emotion. And somehow it works great. I can't wait to watch it again. So it sounds like it's a roller coaster. It's an amusement park ride of Star Wars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, 100%. Um, and that's that's kind of how it's been tracking with a lot of these big movies nowadays. <laughs> now, I think, I think Endgame and Infinity War did a really good job. I don't know if I'd... I guess those would be theme park ride. I don't know. I... I I think they handled it really well for for what it was, you know. I, I don't. And there's nothing wrong with theme park rides, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's that's what it sounds like it's gonna be. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of things that have me worried in in just like what people say that uh, it's gonna. <laughs> It, what it is and obviously you know we can't just we can't just take you know what other people say for granted which is why i'm gonna be there immediately yes. yeah you're right so I, can, I can be a part of the discourse right but i boy this is kind of what i'd been expecting and and yikes 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 that's all i can say and i wonder what that does for disney if if this movie is received badly, I mean Mandalorian's been received really well, so right. maybe. Uh... But they've also been cutting, cutting back on the movies that they're yeah. making. There, I wouldn't. I mean, at a certain point, I would think that they have to kind of like go back and rework what they think of <laughs> the it? Star Wars process. Yeah, but I mean, the movie's gonna make. I mean, I don't know. Do you think this? Reviews like that are going to hurt this movie at the box mm, office, or no. do you think it at this point? I mean, it, it it can it can be hurt and still make you know five hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's hurt by if it, like if the it only Force makes five hundred million dollars. It's 
that's a big disappointment. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. Um, it's... I could see it. I don't know. Because I think there's been enough time since uh, Solo that I think people are, are ready for some more. But, I, you know, I don't see... I don't see reviews really hurting this. For some reason, I just, I feel like people know what Star Wars is and they know they're going to see it. I don't think there are people right. who, now it might not be the first week. It might not be a weekend, you know, uh, weekend thing, but I'm sure people are still going to go out and see it. It's a Star yeah. Wars movie. And no matter what you feel about Star Wars, you know, it's an event, you know, it's, it's like the one event of the year. Um, I, you know, I would say, yeah, really. It's like the only, except for like Marvel, you know, I think Endgame was a, was a movie event of the year. I think to a much, much, much lesser extent, something like, uh, you know, a Tarantino film or a Scorsese film or events, maybe, right. you know, cause they're big, big name directors, but you don't get a lot of those. And th those have waned as well. Um, you know, I mean, maybe just to us, they're events, but maybe the general audience, not so much, you know? But yeah, yeah, I don't, you don't, you really don't see, yeah, Star Wars is like the big deal. That's what people are waiting for all year. Like what you said, some people just see like one or two movies and one of them is a Star Wars movie. I don't think it's mm -hmm. going to hurt the box office that much. I I mean, it, it probably won't, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. I mean, if there's people that are kind of on the edge. They yeah, they might know. wait. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I, and I've not seen this. I've not seen these kind of people. I don't know if they exist. They might not exist. But if there are people who are like, they're so like Star Wars fanboys that they they want this movie and they're like hoping this movie beats Infinity or uh, Endgame as best movie of all time, uh, they need to go just, I'm not going to say jump off a bridge. But maybe dis mm -hmm. disassociate from society. Because that's the same fucking company making fucking right. million, billions of dollars. Now, I don't yeah. know if those people exist. But if they do, I don't want to know you exist. Because that's disgusting. That's God, I, I hope Target's electronic section <laughs> outsells its baby clothes. <laughs> I'm really, I really hope that this, <laughs> this part that's what is, it is way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know what's trash is KFC. You know what I like? Taco Bell. <laughs> I hope yeah, Taco I go to the Bell KFC Taco KFC. Bell. They have no idea how to make chicken there, but boy, <laughs> do they make good tacos. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that is a decent comparison. Yeah, There's no, KFC it's, yeah, Taco it's Bell thing. Same where company. it's like, yeah, maybe you don't like fried chicken. Yeah. You just enjoy your trash food in different ways. Yes. Trash food. I will eat all the trash food. I'll eat it too. That's what these movies are, trash food. And we like trash food. You, yeah, know, what, you know what isn't I... trash food, Adam? Actually, Adam, you mentioned that there was something you wanted to say on the podcast that you're holding. What was that thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Here's a good transition. Okay. I've been, uh, I've been watching a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh... You know what's funny? a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. So I was thinking of doing some kind of like game show with Hallmark Christmas movies. And so that's interesting that you said that. What what Hallmark Christmas movies are you watching? Uh, let's see. Uh, so far, I mean, I've watched bits and pieces of lots because 
you can the best thing about them you can join them whenever in progress and know exactly yeah, what's going on sure someone from a big town has <laughs> gone to a small town there's some sort of job event that happens between christmas and like new year's day so they have to do they have to be working on christmas yeah uh, or or right before, there's some sort of event that keeps them in this small town. Or they're uh, dry dock. home. Ticket dry dock usually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the big person. So it, there's like a a big city businessman and a small town baker. Oh, uh, small town and, baker. You know, small town. So is this this? You know what movie we need to review? Um. We need to rewatch You Got Mail. Cause that pretty much okay. is a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> you know? I, I would imagine that something like that is yeah, basically the template. Because yeah, she's the she owns like a small, like, you know, bookstore and he is like Barnes and Noble. Which eventually gets eaten by Amazon, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So well yeah, like they make fun of it in They Came Together where he's he's part of a large corporate candy company. Yeah. Oh, and okay. She's a small town candy shop owner. <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah, like yeah. We come, yeah. giant candy corporation. <laughs> um God, yeah, that so, so good. You know, I've I've just been coming up with some ideas for um cuz I want to write one. Okay. Like legitimately want to write one and uh so the key is you have to find two jobs mm-hmm. uh, a big town blank and a small town blank there big needs town to be... radio small town radio and they both have dry dog mm, see <laughs> yeah there you go yeah it's mike so, francesser and uh it's mike francesser someone with a ham radio <laughs> Um, it's it's a funny uh, Birmingham tr- of of small town trucker it, who <laughs> really entertains his kids on the go. Right. Um, I guess so. I guess technically Matt Birmingham would be big time radio. Because so how ticket. about a a big city logger comes back to his town and rediscovers the beauty of Christmas trees? <laughs> Is that one of your <laughs> ideas? Yeah, big city logger. You know, one of those big city loggers. <laughs> They're everywhere, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about a big town pilot meets a small town hair gel manufacturer who's not willing to sell out? <laughs> a hair gel many a small town hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. I have some real... How about this one? It's called Cuffing Season. Cuffing Season. Uh, he's, a, he's a big city criminal. She's a small town cop on desk duty after shooting a black man. <laughs> Merry Christmas? <laughs> yeah, well... Not uh, for him. <laughs> yeah. She's not looking for commitment, though. <laughs> So you know those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, I have I have one idea that I think I'm not going to release over this podcast Ooh. because I don't want anyone stealing it. Here, but say it. I'll mark a, it out. <laughs> I think I have one. You want to? You're not going to mark it out though. I will mark it out. I did mark that out, so no one's going to hear that idea. Okay. Yeah. Good. No one. But I have it now. I can steal it because I got it. Right. Yeah. I really like the fact. You'll make it that, for your YouTube channel. Yeah, I can put it on my YouTube channel. Uh, I really like your idea of having um, 
a uh, a baker who has a heart of gold but also diabetes the, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah too much gold it's diabetes yeah. like that idea. so those are a lot of fun to watch yeah i gotta think of some good f-list celebrities <laughs> that you can sneak in like there will be like an uh, not even like Aunt Becky from Full House. It, this is like, <laughs> like way lower. It'll be like an aunt who was on a few episodes of, uh, I don't know, Living Single. <laughs> they're they're or, on like Where the World Turns or something. Right, just like someone where you're like, I kind of, I I know this is a person. Yeah, no, this is a person. I, I watched one the other day, Richard Karn from Home Improvement. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> where it's like, okay, yeah. That's... Didn't Will Ferrell and and Kristen Wiig yeah, have their own? But it was like serious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Like you have to do. It. That's. You just just do it straight. Yeah, and that's the funniest thing you that's can fu- do. I think yours, your idea was funny enough where it, it's a joke, but it, it could also be played very straight. I, I like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a lot of like mischievous music, <laughs> right? <laughs> they they you right. always have uh, you always have um dun, a, dun, Mountain dun. King the. I don't know about that. You know that, the that uh, I think like under I, or the uh, Hall of the Mountain King. I think Fall of the Mountain King or something. Yeah, you know what I'm talking Hall, about. I think. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. They always play it. They had like in like every '90s like Christmas movie about sneaking around. Mm-hmm. It's funny, funny. And usually someone gets hit with a shovel. Comedy, comedy gold. Do you want to do some news? How about we do Watchmen quickly, and then we can do some news and do okay. all the stuff to get out. So it is funny. Uh, you know, we talked about Star Wars and taking something and totally putting another spin on it, and maybe kind of, you know, maybe not, and maybe focusing too much on, I guess, subverting expectations, and maybe not totally succeeding in that. I think uh, Watchmen, which just finished its uh, series, question mark? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think Damon Lindelof. I've listened to this uh, the HBO official Watchmen podcast, which is an interesting listen. I think, I don't know, it, it's, um, I guess when you're interviewing someone about their show, you're going to be... You're going to be a fan of that show, and you're going to be a fan of them, and you're going to be polite. Uh, I was wondering when the guy was going to put the knee pads on it sometimes, but I thought it's a very good, insightful podcast. Damon uh-huh. Lindelof is very insightful. The 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 host, who is the, I think he's one of the co-creators of, of Chernobyl, I think he is. Right. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. You might need to take the knee pads off sometimes. Like, we get it. You really like the show. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um but it's very good. It's an interesting listen. I think Damon Lindelof is very insightful, uh, you know, and he's very, very careful and very much eager to give credit where credit's due on a lot of things, which is very interesting because he's definitely he's like, well, that's not really my idea. The idea was one of the writers, this writer, and and you know, I, we it was a very you know um, much a team effort. Very, uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, a group effort on a lot of these decisions of, of the show. So, 
Yeah. How? Man, I thought they nailed it uh, for the most part. I really enjoyed uh, all nine episodes. I think, like a lot of shows, the penultimate episode was the best episode. Um, I thought the finale yeah. was good. You know, I, I think it it might have it might have gotten a little too just a little bit. This is a nitpick. I thought it was all very good, and it didn't ruin it. But it might have gotten a little too superhero evil planny a little bit at the end. At the same time, a little. So like Oz, I don't know how much I want to spoil, but a certain character says something's going to happen that's going to like pretty much destroy a city and it doesn't really do anything. Um, right. You know, and so there's a little anticlimactic, but I thought the ending was really good. And the very, very end was really good. And uh, I really, really like, there's two things I like in my shows. Okay, Adam, etymology and history. No, but right. uh, th- yes, there, there's, Two things I really like, and I think Damon Lindelof does a very good job with uh, time travel and, and and time loops and time paradoxes. Uh, there's a really good time. There's some great time yeah. paradoxes in the show. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And also sort of, um, I, I know there's a term for it and I always get it wrong. It has to do with a cat, but the, I, the, you know, the, the ending of Inception, I love that. Where it leaves you at a cliffhanger, and you're not really there's no answer. There might be an answer. Schrodinger's cat. Sh- yeah, Schrodinger's cat. Uh, I always like that and and stuff, and they do that very well in this, where they have this cliffhanger that isn't really supposed to be answered, and that's great. Um, I really enjoy that. I think the show is fantastic. I really wonder if you know nothing about the the graphic novel, how much you're gonna like it. Uh, I was worried about that at the beginning. I think by the end, well, okay, everything's, okay. everything's pretty Ex- well laid out. I could see how it could be a hard entry point for people. I think because so. Because when you start feel, saying especially, Doctor- especially when people are, you know, kind of, when other people may be like, oh, I know this, and you don't, I could see how that could be frustrating for some people. But for the most part, I think everything is. They lay it out. And th- they do yeah. lay it out. They have Ozymandias lay like pretty much the the whole squid thing out they have they kind of they explain dr manhattan though i think i think to people who are not fans dr manhattan might be a hard sell right yeah just because of what he is but man like i i just think damon lindelof and i I know that one of the the guys he runs the show with i think the co-writer was a guy who i think his name was like something johnson he used to Right, lost like he used to like to make lost theories online, uh, back when oh, Lost was on. Yeah, like he was a big Lost fan, and th- now he's like the the co-creator, or co-writer, or whatever. And I thought that was really fascinating. Like, this mm. is a guy who was you know trying to uh, you know come up with theories on Lost, and now he's your co-writer. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just like the way he can construct time travel and time paradoxes and. and the idea of you know Doctor Manhattan, he is fluid through time. He knows how he lives everywhere, and and they did a really good job of showing that. You know, it'd be such a fun, it's such a it's fun character. Really, to write. Yes. Like in, in in the book, it's just like you're able to do loop in all this stuff. You'd have to be, 
really, really good. Like, it may not be fun for me to write right. because I would be frustrated at how bad it would be. But it seems like if you're really good and smart, like I think Damon Lindelof is, I think he's really great at like just being creative and mm-hmm. just friggin' swinging from the heels yeah. and being like, all right, I'm I'm going for it. Yeah. Uh, Nobody, nobody has more fuck it in his game oh, yeah. than Damon Lindelof. Sure, and I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's so great. I was also there were some things in the finale that I was kind of not as hyped on to steal something, right? <laughs> not as hype about <laughs> hype, bruh. Uh, um, but over just like for the whole experience, it's kind of like hey, that the first season of True Detective, where you're like. You have to factor in the whole journey. You exactly. Just, yeah. And and uh, just in general, I've and I, I felt other things. I felt a people little... don't like the journey. Yes. People like the journey. They don't like the end. That that's how I feel about that's Lost. A lot of it is is the journey. It it, it definitely um it uh overtakes maybe my thoughts on the final season, uh like yeah way more. And I I think with with True Detective, I was a little more betrayed by the end. Betrayed is a very extreme word but i i felt like oh i thought you were you were trying to do some kind of you were giving me breadcrumbs that this is going to be some kind of weird cosmic somewhat science fictiony thing but then you don't do that and so i was a little let down by that mainly because i think i like a little more supernatural elements or, or science fiction elements in my my fiction i don't need that all the time at all but if, if you're going to tease me with it i want to see it you know what i mean and that's that, that. that was the impression I got with True Detective, and it didn't give me that. And so I was a little more disappointed with how True Detective ended. Th- this I, I felt like it was maybe not as grand as the ending of of the book, but I still thought the journey and ninety eight percent of it was just spot on. It was great. I highly recommend watching it. Yeah. Uh- which also apparently the ratings not not great. Yeah, but classic classic Lindelof. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, uh, Leftovers was like the least viewed <laughs> HBO series uh, of all time. Also, uh, much respect to Lube Man. Yeah, Lube Man. He didn't get his due. Well, he all right. His, so they did they did a thing online. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. The the uh, Pedipedia. Uh-huh. Yeah, where they um, so I guess if you want some uh, extra information, there is a H- official HBO kind of Wikipedia thing from that one detective, and yeah, they do go into the who Lou Man might be. Yes, yes. So that's cool. So Lou Man over ba- Baby Yoda every day, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So anything else you've watched? Uh. Yeah. So I've watched. I've watched a decent amount of stuff. I rewatched um uh spoiler for the what's coming up on the podcast, but uh we're kind of getting ready for our best films of the decade yes. stuff. I rewatched The Social Network, okay, to try to get in that headspace. Um I will say that watching it now I I'm probably just a lot less freaking punk rock than i was in high school <laughs> sure when I did it right but like trey 
this movie is not kind to Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching it and thinking that, like, oh, yeah, he he was he was getting them in, the, <laughs> in those court scenes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you have my minimum amount of attention. And I was like, yeah, way to go, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> See, I always kind of thought I mean, that he was a bit of a scumbag in the movie. Well, he's supposed to be. That yeah. whole first scene is like, hey, this guy's an asshole yeah but for whatever reason as a younger person sure i was like maybe at the time i was like man being a billionaire is freaking cool <laughs> no hey definitely and now like, i'm like oh yeah. yeah no uh billionaires are trash yeah yeah um, it's interesting that's an interesting uh, uh and yeah it's yeah. like oh no this is a movie that the main character is very clearly the villain mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a, a a thief and uh a bad a bad dude like mm-hmm. i always knew that he like screwed over eduardo but like you look back at the winklevosses <laughs> i was like oh those mean winklevosses <laughs> no the winklevosses were actually pretty uh, yeah pretty kind to him all in all mm-hmm. yeah but they just uh, needed a coder and then he just stole their idea <laughs> right yeah anything else you've watched i guess get, gearing up towards best of the decade uh nothing else yet there's a couple movies that i have marked that i that i do want to rewatch just just to make sure i i wrap my mind around them right um i think i want to rewatch social network and mad max or two i know i want to rewatch well there you go yeah maybe black swan i don't know about black swan though i don't think they'll make it there there's some i think i might try to watch drive again just to be sure yeah like that kind of thing that kind of movie would yeah. be is are kind of the ones like social network it came out in 2010 yeah i mean so i've watched like, drive i watched that when i did my hotline miami video but that was a few years ago it was mm-hmm. like three years ago so i don't know i want, I want to rewatch that again just to be totally sure because i think that the style of it i think that overtakes everything else in that movie for me um uh, i i did watch burning last week and we don't have a whole lot of time but we didn't really get to talk about burning I thought it was really well done. It's a very, it's an extremely well-made movie. It is Korean. It is on Netflix. I would go watch it. It it makes you think afterwards because it's very mysterious. All the characters are very mysterious. Um, pretty much a he, this guy meets this girl who's a little. He she says that uh, he knew her, but he doesn't remember. And you're wondering, is she making stuff up? And then she goes to Africa and meets this other guy there who's Korean, and Stephen Yen from from Walking from, Dead, uh, Walking Dead, and other things. And he's a bit off, and he's a bit, you know, and he says these weird things, and he claims that he does this has this weird hobby, and. And then she goes missing, and it's just a lot of mysteries and obsession, and it just really makes you think, and, and you know, you think you have it all figured out, but maybe you don't. Uh, I thought it was really good, Adam, and I know you liked it a lot, and uh, I, yeah. I highly recommend watching it. Uh, it's on Netflix, so it's a really good, it's a definitely a slow, uh, a slow burn, oh. slow burning. Oh, it's slow burning off oh, a movie. Uh, but, but it's very well made and well done. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so fun. Yes. Uh, I watched it on a plane, which oh, is where I watch, perfect. I watch most of my 
foreign language movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if if you're willing and able to put the time in on it, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. It's such a good movie. Um, I don't remember where I ended up putting it in my favorites of. I remember it I being know, in there. I don't know if I, I don't know if I ranked it. Okay. Uh, last year, or if I saw it this year, I think I may have seen it this year. So it, I didn't put it in my rankings. There's been some good Korean um, films coming out in the last like twenty years. Because I mean, I loved Old Boy when that came out. Yeah. Um, and that's a Korean movie. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of good stuff. Yeah. It uh. It's kind of more of... Uh, now, I love Parasite, and I don't want to compare them just because South Korean stuff. But, like, kind of the promotion around Parasite, it's kind of more of what I expected from Parasite, where Parasite is pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. There's not really anything that's, like... I don't know. Like, it's... There's not really Well, yeah, there's not that mystery. Yeah. Th- it's right. not... It's, there's not a mystery to it. This, this movie is the mystery yes, like that, yes. where it's like you finish and you're like what of this is real right <laughs> i guess right which is a, a trope that's in a lot of movies these days but i think, I this, think it's done i think this movie does it as well as any it, movie does. and it's not like a shutter island where everything's revealed at the end but wait a minute was it it's not like that it's more done in the subtext and kind of the context and the clues that you get throughout the movie and even like you you think back it's like what were those weird telephone calls about what was that about just like these weird little things that you just kind of have to think about you know because at the end you're like oh yeah this is what happened but it's like wait a minute did that happen yeah it's 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 really good it makes you think for sure Mm -hmm. um yeah, that's that's all I've I've been watching. It, it's been tough. Like I've been, I don't know. I just I, there's like stuff that I kind of want to see, but it's like, well, there's other stuff. I don't know. I think I might be done with new movies that, besides Uncut Gems and uh, Star Wars for for you this may year. Be done with movies? Yeah, I'm done with movies. Well, I, I I don't think I, I there's any like releases that came out this year that I necessarily want to see at the moment. Unless you can Dude, think of something. 1917. Oh, okay. I meant that too. That That's another one. But like stuff that ha- that has already come out, maybe. What right. I'm saying, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I really am interested in seeing. And some of it's like, you know, like Honey Boy or Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm like, ah. Eh. I'm interested in Honey Boy. Yeah. I would, I would like to see it. Okay. I might see that. I, and uh, what was the other one? Um, Doctor Sleep. Like if that's on Netflix, I might watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, or Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, Honey Boy seems good. Oh, I also watched Long Shot, uh, the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. How was that? I hear that was comedy. supposed to be good. It was. It was actually pretty good. Okay, stronger at the stronger at the beginning than at the end. Okay, I laughed out loud. Okay, a few times. Ooh, out loud. Quite quite a few times. Okay, yeah. So it's it's funny. It's not super funny. Okay, but it's on HBO. It's a comedy if, though. If that's, you want to watch it, yep. You don't get a I lot of those anymore. Good comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, can't be funny anymore, Adam. Not allowed. Not allowed. Let's do you some want to do news real quick, quick. News, yes. Denis Villeneuve is uh was named the Hollywood Critics Association filmmaker of the decade. Yeah, I'd give him that. Like a lot I, I was looking at my list and a lot of movies on my best of the decade list are from him. He's Prisoners, a f- Arrival, Sicario, Blade Runner. Yeah. He is like a very quiet 
big time director. Like he's almost like kind of a Fincher in a way where though I think Fincher's more high profile than Delanuve. Like I think I'm surprised with how many great movies Delanuve has made. You know? Whereas like Fincher, oh yeah, Fincher's made all these great movies, but Delanuve it's like, oh yeah, that oh 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 what? Like Prisoners is up there on my list. Uh Rival is up there. Blade Runner is up there. You know, it's like, yeah, the, the these are um enemy yeah, just these really good movies and Sicaria. Yeah, I I totally give that to him. He's definitely uh, made some amazing movies this this decade. And I think it's more of a representative, like I I don't know, maybe not Tarantino, but there's you know there's filmmakers who have maybe like PTA who have a lot of good movies. Yeah. In this decade, but I think his stuff is kind of more representative of this decade. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh yeah yeah like in a lot of different ways I would say yeah and then uh, here's the big news of the week okay I'm ready J- Jason Derulo complains his anaconda was edited out of Cats and he has a pet anaconda oh oh no Trey huh he uh he's talking about his 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 weenie what uh huh <laughs> why was it edited ba- out. Back in November, he posted an Instagram photo that showed him in form-fitting briefs with a serious bulge between his legs. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he made sure to let everyone know he was only semi-aroused when the pic was snapped. <laughs> <laughs> but here it is. It's gone. He went on uh, on Andy Cohen's show and s- said that uh, the they talk a lot about dicks on that show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said that the producers of the I'm movie CGI. Uh, I've said that because my my mom watches Bravo a lot, and I remember him asking Steve Carell about about um about uh uh Ryan Gosling's dick in a movie. I'm like, what? Okay, I guess I guess Bravo can get away with that kind of humor. <laughs> Listen, we're in a post Watchmen society. Look, if I ask someone what about dicks, I get in trouble, but I guess they can do whatever they want on Bravo. Well, yeah, but all I'm saying is if if, you know, Dr. Manhattan can have his wang out, he what's does. wrong with Rum Tum Tuggard <laughs> hanging Well, I don't hanging dong. I well, because I think, you know, Dr. Manhattan doesn't really notice the dong hanging out. Rum Tum Tugger seems to be flaunting that shit. He's spinning Whoa. that around like a like a little rope. He's doing all that shit with that dick, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just context. It's like, Rum Tum Tugger, his dick is like, dude, it's my fucking dick. But Dr. Manhattan's like, I don't notice a dick. It's just a thing. It's whatever, man. Uh, let's go to Europa and get right. Europa. Uh, yeah, but just imagine the the jellicle ball with those jellicle balls. Uh, jell- <laughs> I also want to mention that this New York Post article that I'm reading uh-huh. about Jason Derulo, uh, on the like left side it says moron, and then the tag is penises. <laughs> <laughs> moron, <it> says, penises. <laughs> moron penis. Moron penis. 
Cannot unsee. Thousands of penis fish wash onto California beach. Parents don't lols. Surprise dolls. <laughs> genitals. Very funny. Man left with penile stump after rare medical disorder. So, These are the kind of targeted things. So I can just jump around and get all my penis news. Uh, let's, we need penis news on the films cast. That's for sure. There you go. Everyday penis news. Uh, Instagram took down his picture. Oh, his no. Weenie. Censorship. Yeah. Yeah, there. And then uh, he posted uh, a sandwich over it. No. That's very... Uh, um, <laughs> uh, what, oh, fuck. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, you know what I'm talking about. The, the show. Oh, my God. I'm blanking out. The show. Yeah, the show, man. With- well... <laughs> Ending on a high note. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the the guy, I don't know the guy who goes around to businesses and gives them crazy ideas. Oh, Nathan. Nathan for you. for you. That's very Nathan Fielder with his Instagram, where he'll like have a nice Sunday, and in the background there's like a, I was like pornography. <laughs> have you seen those? He he used to have yeah, a yeah. It'll be like in the reflection of his yeah of his spoon. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked out on Nathan Fielder's name. Especially since we know a Nathan Field. It's true. Our man, box well, office. Trey. Yeah. How you do? I'm doing great. How you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay. So I guess Jumanji uh won the box office for the weekend. Oh. I mean, we wanna do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was there something uh, else you wanted to do? Yeah. All right. Richard Jewell was bombed out. Man, uh, I, I don't know. Did you listen to uh, the Grierson and Leach podcast about Richard Jewell? Uh, no, I tend to only listen after I've seen the movie. Okay. And I only listen to the specific movies. Because I guess they're... Uh, I guess one of the characters, um, the one played by Olivia Wilde, I oh, guess. Well, I know about that. Yeah, there's like yeah. I I didn't realize that until I listened to the podcast. I guess uh, Leach knew her, and yeah, there's like huge controversy about because they yeah. they named her, and I guess I don't know how accurate probably it was. I don't know. It's it's well, crazy. Yeah, they say she like slept with a source for a story. Yeah, and uh, the the paper that she worked for says no, that didn't happen. Right, and then and she's like she died of cancer. Ooh, so. She's not even here to defend herself. Ah, uh, I didn't even now know that. Silly. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. That's not maybe a, not a good look. Not a good look. Not make me want to see that movie anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, or, I don't. Know. Let's see. So this week we got Star Wars, Cats, and Bombshell. Uh-huh. Do you just want to? Do you just want to guess Star Wars? Uh, sure. Sure. Um. What are you thinking? Let me see here. Uh, Give me Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker for $180 million. I'm going to go 175 Okay. Yeah. There you go. But I don't think that's going to be the biggest movie of the week. Oh, really? Yeah. You think, what if Knives Out beat 
<laughs> that's that was Ryan Johnson's plan all along. Yeah, he was like, "Listen, we're gonna wait in the grass, all all you Last Jedi fans. <laughs> yeah. and you're all gonna go see Knives Out. Yes. on Star Wars opening weekend. That's it. That would be perfect. I'd cheer. I'd cheer in in, in the streets. Mm. All right, Adam. Well, um, next time I see ya, or next time we talk, we'll be talking Star Wars. Right? Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, thanks for TC for coming on the other day and talking <laughs> the Irishman. He did mention it on IJB. So, it was nice oh, of did him. He? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, it was very nice of him. Did he mention any of the jokes I made? Uh, he mentioned that you were the funniest and that oh. you were so cool. Did he say anything about how cute I am? He said you're just cutest button. Uh, oh. He said, "You just you're the the cutest little cat, and he wanted just oh. to pet you like a little cat, because you're just a little wow. cute cat." And that's yeah, that's great. That's what he said. Wow. Uh huh. TC, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So thanks for TC for coming on, and preemptively thank you to Jer for coming on. And if he doesn't, now we look like an idiot. Uh, so well, but really, doesn't he look like an idiot? Yeah, Aren't you kind probably, of forcing him. To go on now, right, right. We yeah, he kind of looks like an idiot now. So we all look like idiots. <laughs> exactly what we want. Right. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Star Wars. May the Force be with you. Adam, say it. Uh, uh, may the Force be with you.